What up, love? Hey, what's going on, my friends? Welcome to our first podcast episode. My name is Victor Odo, and I'm here with my lovely, awesome wife, Patty. Hey, guys. And today we have an exciting topic that I think will be relevant to a lot of you. In fact, I know it will because a lot of you reach out to me with this topic (laughs) as a point of discussion. And that is this. Are you being warmed up for contact with your spirit guides, higher self, or maybe even extraterrestrial family, soul family? (laughs) It's such a crazy sounding topic. And yet this is something, a phenomena that many people are experiencing. And and Patty and I both are as well. And we wanted to kind of just share with you what's been going on with us over the last several years, just so you know that you're not crazy, you're not alone, and this is one of the ways it can sort of play out. So, love, what, let me ask you this, when did this all start for you? Well, huh. So, I I don't know, I kind of always have been... um, getting contact now that I know what it's like feels like since I was like young like like a little kid like four like Luke's age that I can remember where I would feel like there was a definite presence in my room and I would get really afraid because I mean I I mean I couldn't see anybody and you're taught as a kid like if you don't see I mean at, at least I was if you don't see something it doesn't exist right but when when you feel it so intensely i would get horrified and i'd like i'd sit in my room until i've got the the courage to like run into my parents room and be like mom i'm scared you know and she'd of course be like oh you're fine come lay here for a little bit then you got to go back to bed you know but so that's really when it started i was like little but then as i got older it sort of stopped and um it started back up again when I was like 13. Um, How so? Having, well, I would just feel the energy presence again. And that, oh, I see. You know, and, and I also started having like premonition dreams where I would have a dream that just was so, didn't make any sense. It was kind of like a random like, oh, I had this dream that we were, we were talking and we were sitting here and doing this thing, you know, and, and it would have no meaning but I would tell people about it and then like they'd be like oh that's weird mm-hmm. you know and then like a couple of weeks later that exact situation would be happening and I'd be like oh this is really weird <laughs> right right you know and that happened a few times um what about like when did it start up again more noticeably more in your adult life with where it's more like ET specific um okay so that was more yeah that's obviously more spirits um, like mediumship psychic abilities but so um, probably like four years ago I mean we'd always kind of known about like not always but you, you know mm-hmm. for a while we've talked about aliens and stuff and um, there was a brief period where I felt like it was probably like four years ago uh, we were still living in Michigan and I had I just kept feeling like I was getting contacted mm-hmm. you know during meditation and i couldn't shake it so i um just started trying to like you you remember this i was i would try to like meditate and and get downloads um and then one night 
I saw like a weird hand kind of coming towards me as I was like kind of falling asleep. Yes. And when I got afraid, it disappeared and then they never came back. Right. But I right. know that it was I I feel like it was the Pleiadians or of some or something like that um mm -hmm. that was trying to contact me at that point, but I haven't really had any um extraterrestrial contact since I think they realized I wasn't quite ready yet. <laughs> yeah, I think that's kind of how it goes where they will sort of test us to see what we can. A lot of times I think we, we want to handle more right. vivid experiences, mm -hmm. but when it comes down to it, it's uh, it's a different ball, it's a different right. ball game where it's like, whoa, I'm not ready for this. Right, I've like Corey, Corey Good said, you know, there's it's a much different experience like knowing about extraterrestrials and actually seeing them and smelling them and being in their presence yeah it, that's a whole nother ball game it's just like a, such a foreign something our minds can't conceive of and it's just right. not a part mm -hmm. of our what we know to be real and true so mm -hmm. when it, i can imagine when it's right there in such a visceral way where yeah you see them you can smell them you can feel the energy probably right. intensely i can see it being incredibly uh, you know, it takes some getting used to, obviously. Yeah. Well, because they're just, their vibration is just different. So just being in the presence of a being that's vibration is so much more, uh, so much higher, can feel very uncomfortable physically for our bodies. Like it, that's, yeah. you know, that's like a big... It can literally be too much. Yeah, yeah. You know? Remember Bashar? You know Bashar, mm -hmm. of course. He said that... He said, if you guys don't know who Bashar is, he's, he's uh, we're, at least me, I'm a huge fan of Bashar. Patty likes him, all right. <laughs> he's a really uh, a good, this guy named Daryl Anka channels this entity called, they call himself Bashar. And Daryl Anka is on point as far as uh, clarity of being able to channel well, just with any Abraham Hicks or crying, mm -hmm. he's phenomenal. And he said that a lot of, a lot of people listening to him want to come, they, we want to meet you, Bashar. And he's okay. He says, but if, if you were literally to be in his presence, their vibration, their species or whatever, is so high that it would cause us to go into like a psychosis because all of our fears, all of our oppressed baggage would be like right. basically rush to the surface and be completely overwhelming. So that's why we go through this warm-up phase, slowly raising our frequency, unloading our baggage, getting used to their presence. Yeah. Um, so... I'll go ahead now and kind of explain my first time. Yeah, yeah. So like you, I, I've had that sort of phenomenon when I was very young. I was very open and had a lot of those sort of paranormal experiences right. where I, I'd feel presences in my room and would have like sleep paralysis and lucid dreams and so mm -hmm. forth. But I would say the first like unmistakable ET encounter was on Magic Mushrooms one time where I would just be laying there. And from this point forward, this happens almost every time I take any psychedelic. This, it's tough to describe. It's certainly not like a humanoid at all looking ET, but it, it is a discernible, I would say, form with its own energy that would kind of float and hover above me. Mm -hmm. And it would have like an etheric or ephemeral quality, meaning it's not solid, but it's certainly there. I could see it. It was very vivid. Like almost like translucent like? Yeah. Okay. Like I could draw it if I sort of. It's a very complex looking thing with all these different, uh, I want to say tentacles and like, it's very hard to like describe. Like arms? Not arms. It's like a a praying mantisy looking octopus sort of very un wow. incredibly unusual looking 
thing, but it would, there would be multiple of them and they just float around me. And they would actually come down and sort of, I could, I could see like moving and coming down, down, down. And then they would sort of like, I could feel them like merging with my body. Uh-huh. I know it sounds like I'm just tripping, tripping out or something, but this would actually happen even not on psychedelics after a little while. And I could feel they would clear out my energy. They would uh-huh. sort of like come into me and I would feel like these rushes of energy and I would feel afterwards very clear and open. And I could sort of like telepathically connect with communicate. them. Communicate, nice. But I remember the first time I saw them, I was like, what What the, what the hell is this? <laughs> and I literally got up and like walked out of the room. I remember going into the bathroom and they just followed me. I was like, oh shit. I realized, I remember I came to like, we were in our old house. I came to like the stairs and saw you guys downstairs, you and Maya. And I, I realized there's no avoiding them. They just follow me. So I went back into the room. <laughs> I didn't want to bring them down to you guys. And I just laid there. I'm like, I got to get to the bottom of this. I got to see what it's all about. Uh-huh. But ever since then, and this was a post Kundalini awakening, you know, a lot of my viewers know I had right. Kundalini awakening. So after that, these types of experiences started happening. So every time I take mushrooms for the most part, um, these these dudes show up <laughs> is it any psychedelic or is it um it's pr- it's almost it like clockwork with magic mushrooms but uh have you seen them on ayahuasca or san pedro it's hard no it's hard to say so one time i thought i did but it's more with the magic mushrooms ah, i would actually say now that i think about it yeah so that was my first time um with yeah it, it was not like a stereotypical et like gray alien it was more of like this is a another sort of entity that I could, you know, uh, perceive uh, while on the psychedelics. Mm-hmm. So that's my first time. Let's see here. So let me ask you this. What was the most like jaw-dropping experience that you've ever had? Well, okay. So there's been quite a few, but um, the first, my very first audience experience, I'd say was probably my most jaw-dropping <clears throat> for me because I, up until that point, I hadn't really had um, any sort of experience like that. So um, about a month after I got my license, my driver's license, um, I got into a car accident where somebody side, like, sideswiped me. But when they did, they kept driving and they pushed me up onto a curb. And I was going like 35 miles an hour. And I very loudly heard a voice say, hit the brakes. And so I slammed on my brakes and I was like maybe a foot away from a telephone pole. Wow. You when told I me stopped. That. Crazy, so, um, yeah, that for me, I had, I didn't even know I was that close to a telephone pole until somebody said like, wow, you're really lucky. You didn't hit that pole. Mm. And I was like, what pole? <laughs> I had no idea. But then I realized, you know, wow, that whatever entity or, or angel or whatever it was that said that to me, that they would save my life, you know? Yeah. Literally. I'm a spirit guide or something, I would assume. Yeah, I'm sure. But there's been others. Yeah, what about with like ETs? I know you've had a few that you've shared with me. Or not even ETs, like you said <clears> you saw a fairy not too long ago. Well, so I have, that. I've had, I have more experience with elemental beings, but really the difference, there's, in my opinion, there's no difference between a star being and an elemental being because they're all of a different vibration. Mm-hmm. than sure. ours and they have to lower their vibration in order for us to physically be able to see them so um back in december january of this past year i woke up in the middle of the night and 
I distinctly felt a very excited energy, um, almost like they were jumping up and down, clapping their hands, like right. that kind of. It was <laughs> like very, and it felt like a little small child kind of, like because I could feel that it was a small being. And I heard, I kind of heard, and my now I kind of hear things. It's just normal um, now. <laughs> but I heard leprechaun, mm. and. Um, I went back in bed and I could feel that there was a leprechaun in our closet, like staring at me, like very excited, like, yeah. And then, um, and recently I did, I saw a fairy during a ayahuasca ceremony. And then after that ceremony, I felt many fairy presences in our room in the night Mm -hmm. that were very excited to be, um, to, to have me know, like aware of them. Right. Um, and that actually, they came around for a couple of days. The leprechaun was around for about a week, and then he went away because I wouldn't play with him. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah. So okay, those that's are, cool. Yeah. yeah, so I think one of the themes is that these experiences kind of come in waves, do they yeah. not? They come yeah. and go. Right, especially, um, I feel like um, the elementals, if you... They're always around, but if you don't like actively communicate with them or do kind of what they want, they just they get bored with you and they kind of are on their way. Whereas I feel like um, star beings or, or extraterrestrials, they will they're more patient and they they're like, okay, let we can hang out for a while and you know yeah. come back and forth. Yeah, it's interesting. You've done a lot of research on like the elemental beings. I don't really know too much about them, so it's interesting that they would have that kind of quality of right. impatience. Yeah, or, well, or they like... yeah they kind of do their own thing, and they you know I feel like um, I don't know as much as some people do, but um, sure. you know they uh, they have their own agenda, sort of. You know? Yeah, but that but it's and it's just usually like with fairies, it's um, helping out the collective. And mm-hmm. if you seem uninterested in that, they might just go do their thing, you know, like where they take care of plants or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. So I just want to kind of point that out that at least for me and Patty and a lot of people I've spoken with, it kind of comes in waves where it'll be kind of, you'll start having experiences, dreams or, or experiences like Patty has described. And then it kind of dies down for a while. I believe that's so we can integrate yeah. the experience and really I agree with let that. that become, become increasingly normal to yeah. us. So that when the next wave that might come on a little stronger, it's like we were able to to handle it yeah for sure i mean um if a leprechaun would have come to me like years ago i i would have been like a little bit freaked out yeah exactly (laughs) yeah so let me think of i would say that my most intense experience wasn't with an extraterrestrial at least to my knowledge it was with an angel when i was in rehab i've Mm. spoken about this before where i was 18 years old and it was like my third, I believe my third stay in a drug treatment facility for heroin, actually, believe it or not. And I was very devastated on that particular evening because it was my first night. Uh, the drugs were wearing off and I was starting to get bogue or dope sick or just like, you know, the withdrawal symptoms were coming on. And I felt very extremely sick and depressed and hopeless because I had wanted to stay clean prior. And I found myself really like that, that sort of lowly state turned into anger and I started yelling at God. At right. that time I had no real sense of 
I didn't know what I believed in, honestly. My parents never made me go to church. Mm -hmm. So, and, and I remember like the, in the lecture, the rehab lecture previously, there was a really like one of those jumping for Jesus sort of dude, right. really yeah. like gung ho about it. And I got so aggravated with him <laughs> and we got into an argument actually. Uh -huh. So, so it's all built up in my room, right? I was crying, sobbing, you know, my nose was running. Because, <laughs> Not flowing. <laughs> yeah, I started yelling at God, saying, "If you are real, then where the hell are you?" Basically, I obviously right? have never needed you as much as I do in this moment. So, if you're so powerful as this Marty, is his name, mm -hmm. <laughs> claims, why don't you hook, it, help me out, please? And then, I don't remember anything after that there, it, I, all of a sudden I was just somewhere else it was like I don't remember going and laying down or going to sleep I was literally just gone and I appeared in this brand new world this new realm this like heavenly realm every time I tell this story I can feel what it was like to be there it was beautiful this whole it was like white everywhere and just like you would imagine heaven to be like and it emanated a very strong feeling of love that as I describe, I can I get like yeah. choked up just thinking about it because it was so real. It's like a quality and, and like intensity of love that it's just not I've never experienced even to this day. It's just at a whole other divine level, honestly. Right. And in this place, an angel appeared, sort of off in the near distance, and it started coming towards me. And just like what an angel would look like, it had wings, and it looked very friendly and like radiant and it too this being emanated love like as it got closer i felt the love energy like penetrating me every time i can't tell yeah. the story without getting choked up it came up and like gave me a hug and when it hugged me i felt so at peace and i knew that this is where i am from this is like what what really is on the other side is very real. And anyway, this angel like took me around and showed me all these lessons. I had kind of like a life review where I flashed back to the past and it was almost like I was hovering, hovering with this angel, looking over a, a past experience, seeing it with a, a new depth of clarity and gaining all these tremendous insights, just seeing the folly and the error of my ways. Um, and it was just very, very real. And again, it was like, it wasn't like there was a transition. I was just in yelling at God and then I was there with this angel. And then I remember, I won't get into too many more details, even though there was, there were more, there was more to the story. But the point is like, it was just a very real experience. And I remember uh, in the next, the next morning around 8 a.m., I like gasped out of bed, like, <gasps> just like that, like wow. shot out of bed. And I was like, what the hell was that? Because I was yelling at God, I was with the angel, and here it was eight in the morning, and I don't remember going to sleep or anything. Right. And just the fact that I fell asleep, it's impossible. You don't you don't sleep like a week after coming off a of heroin. I was like out all night apparently. And it was just so like crazy. It was yeah, like, I remember wow. I got up and I told everybody what had happened, I wrote it down. Right. In fact they still have the paper somewhere. And it was just a very intense experience. So yeah. ever since then, I was like a believer, basically, right. you know? Yeah. Of course. I mean, how can you not be having something that tangible and, and mm -hmm. powerful? Yeah. So yeah, that's that. 
So now let's let's talk about what's going on now. What's like how is this warm-up process? Because again, as over the years we've gotten more and more used to right. the fact that there are other entities, other beings, other extraterrestrials, elementals that do exist and can communicate with you, yes. do seem to have a connection with us and are trying to get us used to their presence. So what's what's happening with you right now in, in regards to all that? Or as of the last few months? Um like, what do you mean by that question? Like, yeah. So, like, the theme of this is like the warm-up process, right? So, yeah. what's going on now? Well, for me, I don't know. It's it's um, this has been kind of, I guess, in the long run. It's, I mean, since the leprechaun came up until now, it's only been seven months of this, really. So, right. you know, it's, I guess, in, really, that's not that long of time if you think about it but um it's been i don't know I, I yeah don't really no know i know I could, that. maybe you're just uh, the the way i'm framing the question isn't good so i know you've been doing a lot of research on fairies you yeah. kind of got the fairy garden going on and you're sort of like doing your part in the physical as a way of saying listen i'm open to your yeah okay you know. yeah so i i understand what you're saying now so um for me my um, experience with the elementals is really once you are open and they can make their presence known to you, if you want to continue contact, you have to actively do things to bring, bring their awareness that you want to communicate with them. And there's many different ways. I've been mostly working with fairies because um, that experience for me was so powerful, but there's so many other, you know, you can do the same thing with, with, um, extraterrestrials if that, or star beings, if that's where you feel guided to go, you can just meditate, um, and, and get communication with them in that way. Is that, mm -hmm. am yeah, I so answering that's your kind of what you're doing. I asked, what are yeah, you okay. doing? What's so, going yeah, on now? I'm, yeah. I'm right now I'm sort of setting up my space uh, and yes. I'm, so I found, I, I read that, um, fairies don't do well with iron it like drains their energy so i like we removed all the iron that i could from my area mm -hmm. and um soon i'm gonna i don't have a fairy garden yet but i'm sort of creating that space for them mm -hmm. so that way i can have a place where you know i can bring thing bring them there and um well, you're doing a lot of research yeah, too. I'm I know you, reading there's tons about, yeah. of books you have been reading. Yeah, well, I did read one book um, about fairies, and oh, I have this a, one? I have okay. I read one, and I have another, but I've been doing I was doing research online. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah, because I wanted to see what kind of fairy was contacting me in in during the ceremony. Um, Okay. So yeah. That's cool. No, that's cool. I want I I, I asked yeah, that just, for a reason because that's an example of pacing yourself you're saying listen i i'm intrigued by this idea i think i'm ready for more of a intimate context so i'm gonna sort of demonstrate that with my actions right. by, by just that natural inclination to research them and yeah. then learning and then applying what you're learning so you're really showing them i would say that you, you, it's not just oh that'd be cool um yeah. why isn't it happening you're, you're you make a whole you made a whole garden you're creating a space you're sort of considering their uh their properties <laughs> by removing the iron right yeah yes. the, yeah and and um i feel like it doesn't have to be <clears throat> only fairies you know like no that's an example know, for anything I think. yeah 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 you just um 
do what feels I for me I just do what feels natural yes so it, if I read something and it doesn't resonate with me I just don't do that sure you know and because <clears throat> some people say fairies can be kind of there's some bad fairies and I believe that but I know also know that you create your own reality so if you believe that you're going to become in contact with negative beings or negative fairies you're going to create that reality for you right. for yourself yes so you know, those kinds of things don't resonate with me. So I just kind of read them and go about my day. I don't like actively do anything preventing that or. And consequently, anything. you've not had a single negative experience. Exactly. And I haven't either with right. me on that other, on my own level, you know, with the ETs. Yeah. Um, okay, good. I brought that up because I'm, what's <laughs> happening with me, the question Sorry. was, what's going on right now? No, it's okay. What's going on with me is the exact opposite. Like you're reaching out. I have been reaching out, but it got a little bit too real for me. Uh -huh. This recent, I had I took ayahuasca, I don't know, a month ago or a few weeks ago, and had a very, very intense ET encounter. And it wasn't my first one of this intensity where I realized I was pushing too strongly, mm -hmm. like almost like I was building the garden and reading the books too much, and yeah. figuratively speaking, and it got too real too fast, yeah. and I basically, I'm doing the opposite where I chose mm -hmm. to back off. Well, I'm not at all surprised because I know you and yeah. I know how you are. So, you know, I'm not surprised that the ayahuasca had that conversation with It was you. a theme that came up, you could say. Yeah. Yeah, but basically I was I was doing what Patty was doing. And there's a few things I've done in the past that I can, that resemble, you know, actively trying to reach out. One of them was I bought this crystal. It's called a contact crystal. Yeah. Bashar sells them on his website or Daryl Anka. And it basically, the way he puts it, it's like casting your vote, saying, yes, I'm I'm down, I'm interested. But it's a, it's a symbolic sort of gesture that says I'm open to receiving. Another yeah. thing I did is I wore this, uh, ki what was it? Uh, Moldavite. Oh, Moldavite, Moldavite's yeah. kind of like a, it's got a strong ET resonance around yeah. my neck. A lot of my viewers might've seen me doing that for a while. Yeah. Um, and just also, just I, I'd say just a, a longing to deepen the connection, but then it was like, okay, Victor, you're about where you need to be right now. There's no need to push. And mm -hmm. that was sort of revealed to me in an ayahuasca experience. So I decided, in fact, even in this experience, I was like, I don't want to take this any further. It was getting way too real for me um, and way too, um, I would say irrelevant for my life here. Mm -hmm. It's not necessary, at least now, for me to be that immersed in my these other connections of mine because it's I can feel they would change my personality, change who I am and my priorities. And I felt very in that in the experience. I felt very um, what's the word like like a, a very like a. Like I didn't, like nothing mattered. Like, like this disconnected? Whole, this whole lifetime didn't matter on the whole grand scheme of things. Mm. It was kind of an unsettling like ambivalent. feeling. Ambivalent, yeah. Because it does matter. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I stopped wearing my Moldavite necklace. I put my contact crystal away and I basically said, listen, I'm, I want to just go back and live my human life. I'm going to chill for right now. We'll, we'll touch base later on. <laughs> so, but that, these are two different opposite expressions of the same theme, which mm -hmm. is, pacing ourselves with our own actions yeah. a lot of people they have the the, the want i yeah. want to connect but that want is just it never progresses where me and you are we're taking action and, and we're, we're getting yeah. results where we really are warming up yeah i feel like i'm just more relaxed 
like about it. Like I try not to have any expectations. I just am, I just do what feels natural and then I just end up getting results at a, you know, at a slow pace or when I'm ready and, and that's what works for me. And I feel like when people um, such as yourself <laughs> do too much, too fast, it's not, I mean, it's just not really the right way to go about it. Honestly, it's, I would say it's a more stressful, unnecessarily it, stressful. Yeah, way. you cause yourself a lot of um, angst, inner angst, because yeah. you start to need things to happen, and they're either not or they're happening too fast, and then it kind of freaks you out, or you know, you yeah. get like too fatigued because the the vibrations aren't matching where you're at with your body, mm -hmm. and you know, it's it can cause a lot more harm than good so i always say just chill i know relax I'm, about see, it babe. she can do that that's her natural way which is why she's so good for me because she balances me because i'm very intense about almost everything yeah and i do i cause myself I, a lot of problems that way yeah and not that i can't be intense as well but when it comes to i don't know i just you have a natural acceptance of like the flow you have like a you yield to the flow of your life really yeah easily. you don't really push for things you just you're just naturally content going with the flow and therefore you don't, you know, bug out like I do to, from time to time. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I bug out too, but you know, it's yeah. in the, with the big things, you know? Right. So lastly, even though we sort of already been touching on this, but do you have any advice for anybody who's either going through this or wants to go through it? Do you have any oh, advice yeah. for them? Yeah. Um, I recently went to Peru and, uh, and the shaman that I was working with, he'd always say, just observe, just observe. And so I say, I would suggest that you just observe what's happening in your life, observe how you're feeling without any judgment. Just look at it as if you were looking, watching, you know, the sunset or waves hit the, hit the beach, you know, on, at the, you know, the ocean waves hit the beach. Just observe what's happening in your life and do what feels natural. Yeah, you know what? A lot of people might not like that advice because it's so <laughs> simplistic, but it's exactly what Sorry. does. No, no, it, it is exactly what does accelerate the process. Mm -hmm. Present, being conscious, present, the observing. Um, when you're present, your vibration is through the roof. You're very, right. you have a high vibe, and ironically, even though you're in a sense detached from outcome, more outcomes tend to occur than when you will for things yeah. from the mind, you know? Right. More things psychically and um, uh, have happened to me just seemingly out of nowhere. Yes. You know, uh, it's not um, anything that I push for. When I do push for it, I can get make things happen. But, you know, more things happen when I'm in a state, in a flow state or just, you know, in an yeah. observing state, if you will. Right. It, it reminds me of when I was trying to open my third eye. Yeah. Because I would like perform these meditations and uh -huh. start to get results. But once I became overly focused on the phenomena of the third eye stuff, it, it would stop it. Right. I had to, for it to continue to accelerate, I had to be not caring, detached, observing, as you said, and mm -hmm. then all this crazy shit would happen in my, my third eye. Yeah. Basically, that's like, I would say, a metaphor for anything like this. Uh -huh. Now, what would you say, 
Would your advice be different for someone who is listening to this and very intrigued by it, but is not having anything happen? What would you tell them? I would say, um, I guess what I kind of said earlier is like start taking action by Mm -hmm. meditating or reading, researching, um, start taking action, but still just, um, observe the during the action phase because I, I take action yeah I do things you know to like bring out more contact or or my psychic abilities I do take action on that but I don't have any expectation for results right right that's the idea that's like what Aaron's always talking about our friend Aaron he's always saying to decrease the importance of that what you want so yeah. patty will take action but it's a joyful action it's sort of like an enjoyment of just the doing of the action right. not an obsession with what she expects to be a result of that action yeah and i also i like to um like victor said it comes you know the contact comes in waves but so does the desire to take action and i honor that yes. where sometimes i'll be very motivated to like connect with the fairies or connect with the spirit guides or or my my grandparents they come to me frequently so i might feel very excited about uh communicating with them and that will happen for a week or two or a month and then it kind of slowly dissipates and moves on to something else where i feel excited about and i i always honor where i'm at and i try not to push or force anything because it doesn't that really just doesn't work for me it, it just causes me i don't think it works I, for very many yeah. people at all yeah yeah no that's a good that's a good good point i would say that i think a lot of people get frustrated because their desire to you know have these experiences mm-hmm. comes just from their mind rather than the natural organic impulse to act like you said yeah. i'll have the same thing where i'll feel just excited to like binge watch cosmic disclosure yeah. on <laughs> on gaia tv or, or to like listen to some old bashar tapes or something but then there's time where it's like that excitement sort of like you said moves into a different direction and yes. i honor that too yeah. but i think what happens with a lot of people is they have that excitement and they but they overanalyze it. it and they just sort of think the excitement in itself is enough when in those times when you do feel naturally inclined it's important to take some sort of physical action to really yeah. demonstrate your seriousness level and that can really move you forward mm-hmm. with with going towards this or really anything any manifestation yeah um and it the the action being taken doesn't have to be something huge. No. You know, it just can be buying a book or yep. reading an article online. You know, whatever feels natural and it makes you feel excited, do that. Even yeah. if it's something just like seemingly ridiculously unimportant, like buying a mug. Sure. You know, or something like that. Cool, cool. Well, thank you. Thanks, babe. I enjoy it. I don't know why I thank you. This would be- <laughs> You're not, she's not my one-time guest. This is our podcast, just to make it clear. This, yeah. is, this is us. We're going to be hanging out. And I had a great time. I think that's about it, I would say, right? Yeah, I, I feel yeah. like I could repeat myself a million times. Right, you right. know I love to Me do too. that. Yeah, I, I, can, I can sense the energy of our children in the next room. Yeah, increasing, I think Maya's playing her guitar. It's a matter of time before they bust the in here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
So listen, my friends, thank you so much for listening. We've had a lot of time doing this. Please let me know what you think. If you could, uh, leave, if you enjoyed this, just kind of let me know. Go ahead and leave a review in iTunes. That can be very helpful to, to spreading the message, spreading our podcast, yeah. and also just let us know what you think. Let us know if you enjoyed this topic or anything you want to hear about. Again, this is our first time, and we'd be very just curious to hear your honest feedback. So, yeah. and, and nonetheless, we appreciate your you're uh, you listening and yes. we wish you nothing but the best on your path and your journey and we will be in touch soon have an amazing day namaste, namaste.